This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you, live from Atlanta after game two of the National League Division Series. Tucker Bagman will join me in a few minutes as we uh, we react here to really one of the worst playoff losses that you could ever have. You know, there's there's a lot of ways to look at what happened in this series so far. The Phillies, they've got two coming up at home. Obviously, they're still in a pretty good spot to have a chance to beat the Braves here. But there's no other way to look at last night other than they let them off the hook. I mean, I'm thinking about Denny Green back in the day with the Arizona Cardinals saying, you know, we let them off the hook. That that was last night in, in a lot of ways. And I do appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast, usually open with that. But but last night, uh, still fresh in mind, I was at Truist Park, and it was – you could hear a pin drop. Real Muto, it's the home run. The Phillies go up in that game. Zach Wheeler is throwing as good of a playoff game as you'll ever see, considering the stakes, considering the lineup he's facing. I mean, to dominate that team the way he did, other than the first Trey Turner error, we'll get to the second one. The ball, I mean, there was no one on base, just no hitter going. I mean, he was incredible last night. And when you factor in, you know, that lead they had for nothing, Wheeler with a no hitter as far into the game as he had it, we've never seen a playoff team, a playoff game lost like that. I mean, in the history of baseball, like a lot of firsts happened last night, but there's never been a game where a team is up that much with a pitcher throwing a no hitter that deep into the game. And they didn't win the game. So obviously today is going to be a lot of blame game for what happened last night. Let's go through some of them and just kind of work our way through the areas of blame for that loss. Uh, number one, first and foremost, the Phillies didn't tack on enough. That that is, it's the biggest issue. They lost eleven guys on base. They were two freight runners to score in position. You just can't be that. It, this Braves offense is too good, even with a great pitcher on the mound eventually they're going to break through. They're going to put some runners on. They're probably going to hit a home run. They had 307 during the regular season. And the Phillies failed early and in the middle areas of that game and late to get runners in when they got on base. You can't do it. I said yesterday 
on the midday show. You need they need five runs last night. I don't care wheelers of the men. You needed five runs. They only got to four, and that's that's the ball game. You know, we're talking about a team that scored nearly six runs per game this year. They're you know, last night they were below their average by almost a full run, and it still was more runs than the Phillies have. Like the Phillies have to score to beat this team. And what happened in game one is an anomaly. You're not going to shut this team down. And even what was going on early in game two, you, it's just not going to happen. So the Phillies' inability to put more runs on the board cost them in a major way. And it, it gave the Braves a, a shred of life. Like, you know, if that game is 5 nothing, if that game is 6 nothing into the middle innings, I don't know if the Braves have that kind of life. But as soon as they got an inch, they kept coming and they knew they were just an inning away from either taking the lead or at least tying that baseball game. So – not adding on was the number one reason the Phillies lost the game. The second biggest reason the Phillies lost the game is just ridiculous blunders by their two best players, just moments that cannot happen in the game. So we go to the sixth inning where Al, yeah, Albies hits the ball to right field and Castellanos throws it in. It wasn't a great throw by Castellanos, but it also wasn't a wild throw over Trey Turner's head or, you know, with 15 bounces there. It was a typical Cassiano's throw, not much behind it. I think he's probably trying not to overthrow the cutoff man, not to play hero ball. So he kind of just lobs it in. And, you know, Acuna's rounding third. He's clearly going to stay on third base there. He's not going to chance it with the ball coming to the infield. And, and Trey Turner just uh, olays it. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what he was doing there. Get in front of the baseball. Make sure no matter what, it doesn't ricochet off your glove. It's an unacceptable error. Trey Turner had more errors during the season than any player in baseball. Any. And I know the play he had in game one will live in, in, in infamy if the Phillies go on and win this series and, and do something special this year. But the two errors in game two are, are ridiculous. When the first one we saw make that kind of error all year long at shortstop where he just kind of, I don't know, he just gets caught on his own feet. And he just loses himself on a routine ground ball. That didn't end up costing him. It didn't end a perfect game for Wheeler. But it, that one didn't kill them. What killed them was the next error because when it happened, you got Acuna dancing off the third. And as soon as the ball goes off his glove, he just sprints home for just a, a gift run. And it woke the crowd up. It gave the Braves life. When the Phillies came back in the next inning and didn't score, you felt it. It was like, man, they just they woke them up. They gave them energy. The Braves in the in the middle innings of that game, fourth, fifth, you know, third, fourth, fifth, had no energy. There was no energy in the building. There was no energy in that Braves lineup. They had nothing. Wheeler was mowing them down. The Phillies had a lead. JT hit the home run. There was no energy in that building. And as soon as Acuna scored, the crowd got revved up. Like, all right, they're alive. They, they, they're a, their first run of the series was a gift run because he couldn't catch the ball in the infield. It's just, it's un- it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just, you can't have that happen, especially on a, on something so simple. Just get in front of the baseball. Just catch it. It's like, why are we backhanding the ball coming from, from, from the outfield with a guy on third base? It makes no sense. It's lazy. I mean, all I can say is that it's lazy baseball, and Trey Turner can't have that happen. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
And, of course, then there's the ninth inning. And I'm putting all these above Rob Thompson. We'll get Tucker's thoughts in a few minutes. Um, I, I don't think Rob Thompson is the reason they lost that game. I know a lot of people are blaming Rob Thompson today for the, the pitching moves and leaving Wheeler in too late. I, I, I'm i not that's, – that's the least of, of where I am this morning. The last one is the ninth inning. And you can make the case that the Phillies would have lost anyway, and they may have, but Bryce Harper's base running – was bad. It's just, it's ridiculous base running. It's hero ball when the moment did not call for that. That double play, that's the first time two things happened. That's the first time there was an 8-5-3 double play in the history of the postseason. So we've never seen a play like that ever in October. But the other one strikes me even more, the, the first ever. That is the first time a playoff game ended on a double play started in the outfield in the history of baseball. Like there's never been a moment like that where a base runner gets caught up like that to end a game. Like it's ridiculous that Bryce Harper was that far off of, of second base on a play that was in the right center field gap. Great play by Michael Harris. It took two great plays to get him. Obviously Riley catch the ball that came in and throw it back to first base to Olsen. I understand all that, but Bryce Harper's, over-aggressiveness there, ended the game for no reason. If he's on second base, even if he's a foot off a of second base, ready to, to really rev it up to get to third and try to score, the worst-case scenario, if that ball is not caught by Michael Harris, is Castellanos on second, Bryce Harper on third, one out, and Bryce is not coming up. And every single person in Philadelphia takes that scenario for the Phillies. Because they have Iglesias on the ropes. They have the go-ahead run on second base with a guy who's one of the most clutch players of the team and puts the ball in play. I, I would have felt really good about Bryce stock getting a single there and tying the game. Or him hitting a fly ball to tie the game. Actually, a single would have put them ahead, you know, an upper run into the bottom of the ninth inning. And a, and a fly ball would have at least tied the game. It's crazy. He was halfway to third base. And then he slipped because he realized what he had done and he had to try to get back as quickly as he could. Just terrible base running. It's terrible base running. And then, of course, we'll get to the Rob Thompson stuff. Did Topper screw that up last night? I, look, Zach Wheeler was pitching so well. His pitch count was not super high. The numbers versus Darno were bad, and that's a matchup maybe they could have avoided there when, when Darno, you know, took him out. And that's all fair. But I, I'm not going to fault Topper. You know, last year Topper got killed for taking Wheeler out too early. This year he sticks with it. It wasn't the ninth inning. It wasn't the eighth inning. I, the Braves eventually get to every pitcher except on, in game one. I don't think Rob Thompson lost the game. What, what I pitching wise, what struck me more, and we could kind of place it in the in the whole list of blame here, was when Hoffman came in and Riley at the home run off of Hoffman. I thought that. The pitch selection there to Austin Riley was was poor. The Braves against Wheeler all night in game one, they don't hit a high heat. Like that's if there is a kryptonite they have, it is high heat. You know, up upstairs fastballs. And I thought Hoffman, who's got a good fastball, went away from it. And he, he really he gave Riley a gift there with the slider that he missed with. Because I with Hoffman's velocity, Riley doesn't hit heat up. I, I thought the the I just thought they sped up his bat. And I know Hoffman's got a good slider. He just missed with it. But I, I thought they kind of gave the, the Braves a gift there by throwing anything but a fastball. And Real Mito said he called the fastball, and and uh, and Hoffman shook him off. He wanted to throw the slider. That, that's that been one of his best pitches all year. And Hoffman's been good all year, especially in high leverage spots and with guys on base. So you kind of have to just – you say, what are you going to do? Right? Like a really good hitter hit hit a pitch off a good pitcher, and, and the Braves go, go ahead in the game. 
But I, I don't think Rob Thompson lost that game last night. I, I disagree with that. You know, there, there's no good way to go through that that pocket there unless your guys are executing their pitches. And Wheeler, unfortunately, didn't execute. And I thought Alvarado did a good job. But how, how long are you going to actually push Alvarado? I mean, I, that was the pocket of the lineup for Hoffman. It's funny. When Rob Thompson does it in game one and he picks pockets, everyone's happy because that it has success. In game two, it didn't have so much success. And, you know, Rob Thompson's getting beat up by some people today. But I, I, I think he pressed the right buttons again. They just didn't work the same way in game number two. I don't have a lot of blame for Rob Thompson. Hoffman threw a bad pitch. Turner cannot make that error. Bryce Harper cannot make that 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 base running mistake. And and they got to tack on. And, and we'll get to game three and look ahead here in a second. But, Tucker, what hits you the most from really one of the – I mean, we may – I don't think we've ever seen a playoff loss like that in baseball history. Like, when you consider how Wheeler was cruising – and then you consider the moments there with the Harper thing and the Turner thing. It's just like, how did they lose that baseball game? Yeah, and I think like a lot of people, and I kind of came to this realization this morning, is oh, I'm content with the split, but you can still be frustrated at how we got here, right? Because we were three innings away from stealing game two. And all this talk, and you know, we, we talk a lot about you know how historic – this Braves team is and how great offensively they've been. Maybe the greatest offensive team in the, in the history of the National League. You got to step on their throats when you have a chance, right? Like you, you can't lose games when you're up four nothing in the sixth inning. And you know we can talk about the bullpen decisions, which I, I didn't have an issue with. I didn't think really um, what was a big issue. Maybe Rob Thompson was a little nervous to take Wheeler out early because of what happened at the end of the World Series last year. Maybe he wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. It didn't really work this time. But to me, I think the two big issues, besides Harper, you know, rounding second and standing halfway between second and third, which I just think is ridiculous. And anyone who thinks it was a smart player was worth the risk, I just, I'm sorry, I don't believe you. I mean, you, you don't take a gamble for the tying run in the ninth inning of a playoff game. That's just not how it works. Like, if he's standing on second base, like you said earlier, you have second and third with one out and Bryson Stock coming to the plate if Michael Harris drops the ball. I mean, I just – I think it was a dumb play. Bryce Harper said it was a dumb play. Rob Thompson said it was a dumb play. I, I just think universally it should be accepted as a dumb play whether or not you have a, a closet full of Bryce Harper jerseys being like that he wears fanatic cleats. But to me, the worrisome thing as we look ahead to game three and them coming back to Philadelphia is the fact that they haven't really hit with the runners in scoring position at all in the postseason, right? Not just last night. They were two for eight last night, left 11 men on base. They really didn't tack on or hit with runners in scoring position against Miami either. They didn't do it in the first game against Spencer Strider and that bullpen. They obviously got the the insurance run on that catcher's interference, but you kind of look at how they were successful last year is because they were able to tack on runs. They were able to get guys over and move them in, and they've manufactured most of the runs that they've scored so far outside of the, the stock grand slam, but I think for four games through this postseason run, I'm mostly worried about the offense not stepping up in key situations. And this is something that we dealt with the whole season, right? What was the big issue for this team through the month of May when they couldn't hit? Is that they weren't hitting with runners in scoring position. And when they seem to go through lulls and they seem to struggle, that's what happens offensively. They get guys on base, they don't get them over, and they don't get them in. And Right now, they're going through that, and they were able to get through it against Miami because Miami was overmatched. They were able to get through it in game one because Rob Thompson and, and the pitching were so dynamic that three runs happened to be enough to win that game. But I think coming back home, 
I mean, maybe they're hitting more home runs than they get back to Spank Park, but the offense is what concerns me the most because you're not going to be beating this Braves team no matter who's on the mound. And I don't know what Aaron Nola has in store for us on Wednesday, but you're not going to be scoring three or four runs a game and winning this series. That's just not going to happen. No, they need to hit when they get back home. That they do, and and we'll you know the Nola thing tomorrow will be a big big story. How he pitches and how they you know he can, can he beat this Braves team? They'll probably face Bryce Elder. Maybe maybe it'll be a bullpen game for Atlanta. I don't know. This is the way I feel right now. Yes, one one. We'll all take that coming home, and the Phillies do have two home games in front of the best fans and best home field advantage in baseball. But they left the Braves off. They let the Braves off the hook. And the way I view this now is game three is a must win. I look at it as almost they're down 0-2 in, in the way I view the game. They need to win this game because I'll put it this way. If the Phillies lose the game, we're asking them to win the, the Rangers slash bullpen game against Strider again in game four. And the odds of that don't feel very high to me. This is the game. Game three, they have to get it. They have to come out and hit early, put a bunch of runs on the board early, and, and make game two feel like the outlier. Because if the Braves get up in game three off Enola, it's going to feel like they woke up a sleeping giant. And and they didn't have to. They could have buried that team in game number two. It's going to be – look, it's a series already. It was a, an incredible baseball game. And the Phillies, unfortunately, on the wrong end of it. But Topper's not to blame for me. I, I blame the offense for not tacking on. I blame Trey Turner's glove. I blame Bryce Harper on the bases. And I, I blame, you know, they're in, Jeff Hoffman's inability to execute a pitch there. That, that's what lost the game more than more than Rob Thompson. Appreciate everyone watching, subscribing, following WIP, WIP Daily. We'll be back tomorrow. Lots to talk about as the Phillies get ready to come back home for game three against the Braves.